Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, the fake out. I met them in a swamp down in Dagobah Where it bubbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda This is... S-O-D-A soda I saw the little rent sitting there on a log I asked him his name and then a rap Sean, you can sing. He said, Yo, James, I don't know if you can tell. He's mouthing me. Sing it. Go for it, John. Don't be a wuss. Spell it out. Uh, now he doesn't. Oh, he had the microphone off. He had the microphone off. That's the problem. So I thought you were mouthing it. Of course, you were actually trying to sing. I was trying. Wait, your mic was off that whole time? It was off, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Devin, these are the things you learn with Rich. Yeah. See, I'm like, oh, wow, he's just like singing. Yeah, unbelievable. All right, Jetta Cameron, John Richie, Devin with us as well. Four days away, four days and two hours from the Eagles and the uh, 49ers. Listen, guys, I tell you, that was some um, startlingly high praise from Jaws on Purdy. Shocking. I, I hadn't heard anyone else say that. He, he invoked the name of Joe Montana. Yeah, I, I was really, really stunned by that. But it's more for the way he has, like, deported himself. That was part of it. The yeah. attitude, the approach. He's not overwhelmed by the size of these games. What I've seen is a quarterback who is late with throws, who is off with some throws, who has incredible weapons, who can reach and still make a play. So interceptions that should have been that weren't, you know, I think they'll they'll count against us. I think our DBs will make those count, and they won't drop the ball. There were two in the, the yeah. divisional. He got round. lucky. Yeah, he got lucky. He is uh, he's sort of skating by right now, in my opinion. Yeah, he's he's uh, advanced for being so young, but he's nowhere close to what we've got. By the way, we got to into the phones in just a moment. Some compare and contrast. Jaws and our buddy Ike Reese in a moment, but not yet. We'll get to that shortly because just stay tuned. Trust me. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on WIP. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Super, Mike. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Number one, I couldn't care any less personally about all the sliding that gone across the board. For me, it's just more fuel to the fire of winning the ultimate goal. So I love it. Love it. Well, um, it was a big part of 2017, and if they can channel that again, that'd be pretty cool. I agree. I agree. So, even though I'm still very confident and unwavering, I do want to look at I do look at matchups and look. This is a this team is a concerning matchup. I mean, I think you just have to put the fandom aside for a second and be a little smart and say, okay, we haven't faced an offense like this. Now, we keep talking about Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. Well, you know what? Purdy has three. He has ultimate weapons at all three levels on the offense. McCaffrey, Kittle, you know, Debo, incredible. Ayuk, yeah, yeah. you know, so, so I'm a little concerned there. And I wanted to ask you guys, you know, how would you play this? Would you, um, would you put like a shadow on McCaffrey? Because I mean, he's, that's, that kid's just sick. I mean, do you put like a TJ on him? Cause I think TJ needs to have a big game. Do you put a Kaiser white because he's fast, but you know, he's not that great of a tackler sometimes. So that's where my concern lies. You know, I think Kaiser White will be on McCaffrey more than Blankenship. I mean, I assume he's probably faster. Yeah, you know, Kaiser shift, White, shiftier. he's fast. 
Yeah, I mean, you got to you got to really match the 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 this quickness, the shiftiness of McCaffrey. Yeah. I would assume that Kaiser White gives you a better chance than Blankenship at that. I don't know, man. Look, they they pry guys open, and and what you see with McCaffrey and and West Coast offenses is you have a lot of isolation routes for that back. Brian, think Brian Westbrook. Yep. Brian Westbrook, Andy Reid's offense, you'd have a halfback read all the time where, you know, the quarterback, that's his, that's his first read. The halfback gets to in-cut in or out-cut depending on how they play it. I don't know that you can be right if you try to match that with a linebacker. So I do think, and, and people aren't going to like this, I do think that when you face a team that tries to capitalize on matchup, mis, mismatchups, basically getting Christian McCaffrey on our weakest cover right. guy, you know, it doesn't make much sense to try to have someone following him around because they'll motion right. him, they'll line him up way outside, they'll motion him in, they'll 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 shift him before the snap. I think I think you're going to see uh, some uh, holding back initially from Jonathan Gannon because it it doesn't benefit you to get burned if you try to match Kaiser White and you've got mm. a back who can who has an anywhere breaking route based on what makes Kaiser wrong. Well, and by the way, Mike, one other thing on this point. I have a friend, and he's been saying to me for years, that we as a town don't give the other team credit when they do stuff good. And I will say... That's true. Like, it is true. And this is an example. There, I guarantee you there will be time. There will be a time or more when a player is in position to tackle Christian McCaffrey, and he won't tackle. Just mm-hmm. like the Brian Westbrook thing. is John... Watching B West all those years, I'd be in the in the stands watching those games. I mean, there'd be a player in the defensive coordinator and the player himself put him in perfect position to make the tackle, and Brian would just make a move and he'd go right by the dude. And yeah. you know, and Christian McCaffrey can do that, and Debo Samuel can do that, and that is going to happen at and times. And their coach can do that. Well, he can like, help. These them with are all that guys too. who yeah. can make you miss. This coach can make you miss because he'll put you in a bad situation. Yeah. All right, Mike, give me a big answer, man. Just, uh, just, uh, just, just one, more, just one more thing. And to exactly all those points, if we now start, say, bringing Blankenship up or even Chauncey, even though he's not the greatest tackler, and we start trying to you know, get to the line faster, that's where then Kittle becomes a big problem. Well, so Kittle's, that, Kittle's an issue. All right, give me an answer, man. Yeah. Number and a title. You got it. I think of this show all the time when I hear Beat the Hammer, and that's Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Wow, yeah. yeah. Or Are You Smarter Than a Sixth Grader here on, on WIP? Um, but, yeah, that was a famous show. And I think that went – that went way back, right? And then it was a, a new one like 15 years ago or something. I remember that, right? thought there was an original of that. I don't know. All right, let's get to uh, – I want to play a little compare and contrast audio in a moment. James, what do you got in there right now? Yeah, two bits of news. Uh, Eagles-related, A.J. Brown just told reporters that he's good to go for this week. So good to know because we had the little question about how hurt he is and all that yep. stuff. Uh, and then from the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs coach Andy Reid told reporters that everyone will practice today, including Patrick Mahomes. Reid said Mahomes did well in the AM walkthrough and expects the QB to be a full participant in practice this afternoon, but added, but we'll see at the end. Well, okay. He's going to have a cast on his ankle. He's going to have a cast around his – he's going to spat it up underneath. They're going to tape it uh, – sorry, he's going to have his it taped to begin with, and then they're going to spat it over the top, and there's, like, no movement allowed in that ankle. Right now, he will be 50%. Wow. And and it's not going to get better. That doesn't heal. No. Look, if he pulls this off and wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be like a god. I just don't think he's going to. I don't I don't think he can. I, I don't. Um, here's what we can do. We can make fun of someone. And we're going to do that right now. I mean, it's not – I was 
told as a child, like, don't make fun of people unless it's in good fun. And then we lean into it heavily. So let's do a little compare and contrast. It was a short time ago on our show. Believe me, we're not making fun of Ron Jaworski. Short time ago on our show, Devin, you were right here. You heard it. Jaws, as the interview ended, he said this. Thanks, guys. Go right, Birds. There he is. Right, go Birds. Go Birds. Like, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. We all right? But then I was on a show on Sunday. Now, I haven't heard the raw audio of this. I just experienced it live when it happened. I told James, yo, James, you got to grab this audio, Ike. Because mm. I'm pretty sure I heard Ike say something really dirty on the air last oh, no. week. Yeah. And sometimes things are taken out of context. Sometimes uh, sometimes a person really means what, what he or she says. Are you worried about Ike? I'm worried about how people will react to Ike after they hear what they're about oh, to hear. No. Let's listen to the Ike man, what he said the other day. I mean, guys, he said it. Now, I'm not going to repeat it because then I, the, the audio would get cut by me. By the way, unfortunate that Glenn jumped in there and, and kind of stepped on it a he bit. Stepped right, on what was Ike. the immediate Glenn. reaction? The immediate reaction is, dude, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> now, the immediate reaction, people are like, oh, you know what? Kind of be an easier matchup in the NFC Championship right. game. Right, well, I'm assuming that's why he was saying it, yeah. <laughs> I think so. It's a Let, far cry from Go Birds, though. It's a yeah. far, I mean, it, it is something that requires at 2 o'clock today, I think, I mean, maybe even a, like a trial. Maybe. You know, because, an intervention. I mean, it's it's quite outrageous. Mm. Now, James, I know Glenn stepped on it there, but let's just one more time. I want to hear wh- what was said. That's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> so we'll use that against Ike for years to come. I mean, and two o'clock, everyone can you know take yeah. a take a piece out of Ike. Let's go to Jim right now in Philadelphia. Hi, Jim. Hey, how you doing? Thank you very much for taking my call. Oh, it's our pleasure, sir. You bet, Jim. Uh, it's been a while. A little antidote on the Scott Rowan thing. I think I was 50. It's been a while ago. I got a birthday gift with the Scott Rowan jersey. You know, the the real deal autographed. Well, about a month ago, I'm going through the closet. Never wore it. I gave it away. You think I lost money on that deal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer now, man. Should not have made it, but he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, got it. Okay, theory. Anyway, say Howie wins executive of the year. Is that what it is? Uh, Howie could win executive. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't hear that one announced today. They haven't announced it. But I would think he would be a finalist, and I would think he'd have a tremendous chance to win it. Did you call Sirianni Siri? Is that your nickname for him? (laughs) Siri. How has no one thought of that before? I I don't know. It it does sound. Yeah. That's like the Apple thing. I've never said that. (laughs) When you're lost in your car, Siri. Yeah. Right. Isn't that who you get, Siri? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Getting off of that. So I think theory. The way we talk, Philadelphia fans, especially our talk radio, do we have anything to do with like because we're so negative about the coaches even after a win that they weren't considered? You know, there's a lot of percentage of people in this town. Get rid of Gan and Sirianni still when they were like nine and out. That was yeah. Well, it was ridiculous. I mean, people were on the Sirianni bandwagon this year, but Gannon was dragged through the mud, and it was really unfair. Oh, it was really yeah, ridiculous. Was. Jim, give me a big answer here, man. Something great with a number in the title. Okay, and it's a story too. It's going to be twelve angry men. Oh, that's a good the one. Twelve men are going to be us. It's got to. It's got. It's got to be. It's got to be <laughs> us. Well, hopefully, we're twelve uh, happy uh, fan. You know. The 12th man. It's kind of Seattle's thing, though. But It's totally Seattle. 12 angry men's got a shot to win today. That's big time. All right. Um, speaking of big time, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, right? I mean, what they did, the Bulls in the 90s, the whole deal. 
Now, I'm going to send the three of you a, a text message right now with a photograph. We've touched on this story before. The unbelievable occurrence <laughs> of Scotty Pippen's former wife dating Michael Jordan's son. Remember, there has been a um, bad blood between Jordan and Pippen. Going back to the last dance, Pippen wrote a book that was scathing in 2022 about Michael Jordan. And more recently, Jordan's son started dating Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. Is it real? Is it not real? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to text you three right now. I have hit send. You will see a photograph. And this is by way of People Magazine, by the way. Not only did they yesterday or two days ago officially post their first photograph together on Instagram, they did so in front of a Michael Jordan <laughs> jersey. <laughs> Larsa Pippen. And it's a jersey made out of flowers, yeah. it looks like. Something weird there. So Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan have decided to go public. And as a little bit of an extra, take this, Scotty. They've got a they've got a, an image of Jordan's jersey behind them. It's astounding. It's, it's astounding. I don't know what else to say. I don't either. Right? That's wild. It is. It is Isn't actually. It, it is, is it wild. Rude of me to ask what the age difference is. I'm assuming she's got to be like 20 years at least or something. But she's she has to be older, right? I would. Oh yeah. I yeah, would yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, older. she could have been. I don't know how a, old his son is, but yeah, I don't know either. I would think she's probably at least 10 years older. Uh, yeah, I would guess at least 10. I mean, it's pretty wild. Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. So, Those what would be the modern day? Wild too. She's like the Wolverine. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. Yeah. Look at John's getting deep. deep. He's getting deep. Yeah. So what would deep be the modern-day equivalent? It's 16 years difference. Like what would... So Marcus Jordan's 32, and she's 48. Yeah. So wow. is there a modern... Like, I don't think, like, uh, Brady and Gronk, would, because they didn't win... I mean, they won a lot together, but they weren't as closely aligned. Like, what would be... What would be the... I mean, it's not like Steph and Clay, but no one cares about Clay as much as they cared about Scottie Pippen. I mean, I don't know that we have... And Beaton Simmons. Yeah, it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't that. Maybe it's Bronk and Grady. Maybe. Or, or, or Brady and Gronk. Like, if one of them got with, you know, one of them's son got with the other one's former wife. I mean, it's oh, man, it's, it's, it's some bad blood, man. When you get to that point, that's crazy. 215-592-9494 to Brian right now. Brian, you're on WIP. Well, I'm not going to lie. I just lost my concentration after that story there, so I got to think what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> sad. Sadly, uh, yeah, I thought of like the Antonio Brown Giselle thing. I know that's not a son thing, but that's kind of that was. Yeah, and he too, was just talking on no- his end. Yeah, he was just talking nonsense, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, not on her end, on his end. Yeah, right. that was just nuts. Um, so I had a had a question for you. Um, so as both Eagles fans and then the national media, my question was: if you just took the two teams and just flipped jerseys, put all their players in Eagles jerseys, and vice versa. How do you think Eagles fans would feel confidence-wise going into the game Sunday, and how do you think the national media would spin it? Because my guess is is that if you flipped rosters on the jerseys, you'd have everyone picking the Niners to win. What a fascinating question. But for some reason, it seems like we're not getting that respect. Well, it's a deep question, locally and nationally. It's a deep question. Look, locally, a lot of people would be picking that Niners roster to win because they'd be Eagles fans of those players. Meaning, meaning, you know, Bosa and, you know, people will be calling it, they can't stop McCaffrey. Uh, you know, a Purdy's going to do it. Um, fascinating. I don't know, man. You, you got me kind of twisted here in my brain, but I get your point. 
I mean, we, well, we and, do we do latch on to our local, but I will say this: do. the Eagles have been truly, exceptionally dominant this year when Jalen Hurts has played. And it's because the roster is one of the best, if not the best, in the league, which also works against Nick Sirianni for Coach of the Year. Uh, don't forget that part. It does. But again, well, and, I'll say, and, what could he? What more could he have done? Go ahead, Brian. No, I'm sorry. And, bad you know, players, I, I, I'm a big believer that just listening to all the national pundits and stuff, um, I think if the rosters were flipped, it would be Niners by a wide margin being picked to win. I, I truly think, you know, what John just said, too, with the coach, I think we're being slighted. And, you know, Sirianni, yeah, he's an unproven coach. But, you know, people forget that Shanahan, while he's a fantastic coach, but look what he's done in big ball games. Look at the lead yep. he's blown. Look at the games he's lost. No and, question. You know, I, I look at last point is, you know, you take like 2017, we as Eagles fans were all scared to death because we had the injuries. We had a backup quarterback. How can we get this done? And what's every Eagles fan dream is to have a roster like this where we go in saying we definitely have the team to win it all. So, you know, to me, this is something we should really be enjoying because there is no better roster in the NFL. So I think that's where all the confidence comes from is we top to bottom are better. And especially at the quarterback position. Yep. So all right, Brian, um, give me something great with a number and a title. I would say, uh, how about the movie, the 10 commandments? Well, that's a big answer. That's a really big answer right there. It's got winning yeah. potential. No question about it. Um, all right, speaking of uh, answers, John, I got the answer here to our Twitter poll question of the day. Uh, should Scott Rowland have made the Baseball Hall of Fame? We've had a lot of callers call in today about it. Um, John, what do you think the poll results came in? A, yes, he should make it, should have made it. B, no, he should not have made it. Jeez. Uh, it seems like everyone hates him, so that's, that's going to work against him significantly here, and people seem to value offense more than they do defense. That'll work against him too. I'll say – 32% say he should have made it. It's a good job by you, man. 37% said Roland should make the hall. Now, Seltzer, are you a no doubt about it, thumbs down, or eh, kind of sort of get it a little bit, but eh, it should be a no. I'm a no doubt about it, thumbs down, but that's a gen- – like, I am very much you're either a Hall of Famer or you're not. Right. Like, I definitely think he's on the line. Like, he's close to a Hall of Famer. He's deserve not, con- he's deserve not consideration. Famer. Yeah, exactly, but just not a Hall of Famer for me. Who's more a Hall of Famer in your opinion, Scott Rowland or Donovan McNabb? Wow, that's a great comp. Uh, I think probably Scott Rowland. I think they're both on the line, but I think similar. Rowland. Yeah, similar. It's a tough one. Let's go to Dewey right now in Royersford. What's up, Dewey? How you doing, Joe? Good, buddy. Hey, James. Hey, John and Devin. Hi. Hello. How y'all doing? We Hello. Are, we are good. That's cool. Um. I'm, I agree, Scott Rowland kind of on the border, but like James said, you're either a Hall of Famer, you're not, and I don't think he is. Well, he didn't pass the eye test. That is That's very obvious. He, he he became, in the end, an offensive compiler. Well, that guy, he called a little bit ago, and he you know brought up war. That is the most uh, dumb statistic in baseball. I've I don't heard. know that it's dumb. I just know I that it's, like it. it shouldn't be the Bible. It's part of the equation, but the eye test has to be part of it also. How you finish an MVPs have to be part of it. He just didn't pass. He didn't pass muster on that. So you're being, you're, you're basically being judged on your bench. So in other words, two guys got the same stats. Okay. Mm-hmm. One guy's got a really weak bench. Okay. So the guy that plays behind him, you know, like should you know, probably almost be a triple A player. He's going to have a much better war 
than a guy that has a really good match. Well, no, so he, being, no here's you're the, being punished. You're being punished because your team's better. Here's the part I think you're missing on war. I mean, because they take the whole thing into account. I don't know how they do it. Who knows, right? It's like passer rating in football. Who knows how they right. You're right. But just know this. A, a 284 hitter, and that's what he was lifetime, that's mm-hmm. got that glove, what does that equate to if you could take all the plays he made defensively and add him to his offense? Does that make a 284 hitter a 304 hitter? Does it make it a 314 he, hitter? I don't I don't know the answer. I was just he won, I just he know won this a World Series when he's on the team? Well, he won one World Series. But no, listen, I mean like multiple. Well, like, no, well he won one. I'm just I'm just saying Scott Rowland's defense was amazing. I mean, there is yeah. no doubt about that. Like I look at a you got George Brett, you got you know, like a Schmidt. I, I know. He, he doesn't like he doesn't, Jones he doesn't Paul Malcolm, I get it. I agree. He's not as good as Dewey, anyway. give me a great answer here, a number and a title. I just want to say one more thing. I got a good answer for you. Yep. Uh, just to put in perspective, for in terms of third baseman that played in Philly, all right, that's yep. the best way to put it. Yep. He's not as good as Schmidt. I would take Dick Allen in front of him, who, you know, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Better than Rick Shue, though, right? Better than Rick Shue? Oh, he's better than Rick Shue. Yeah, right? be- better, than, <laughs> better than when Dobber would go over there, Greg Dobbs yeah. playing third. I got you. I'm that's playing around. Dewey, give me a number and a title. What do you got? I uh, have an all vinyl on Sergeant Peppers, it's called. When I'm 64. You got it, man. Mm. Do we appreciate the call. Now, it doesn't have a number and a title, but it does have an interesting uh, plot line. We're going to find it out right now if Devin did what she was supposed to do. Oh, yes. Has yes. she completely abandoned responsibility last week? Devin, yes or no? Have you watched Ghost? I have watched Ghost, yes. guys. All right, all I right. I did watch Ghost Friday night, and I liked it. It was good. It was really yeah. sad. It was it, really it, sad. It, it did you cry? Yeah. I mean, a movie called Ghost, and I knew, like, the general concept of what it would be about, um, but I'd just never seen it. And, yeah, I, I cried. Did you hate that Carl guy? Oh, I hated him. I didn't know Tony, <laughs> Tony Goldwyn was in it. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg was great in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. My only Oscar complaint, sucks. and I know great song, too. Yes. Um, the demon things that, like, take them away. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't very well done. Well, it's 30 years ago. It was back then. Yeah, I would imagine It was kind of freaky back yeah. then. Yeah. But Before I can see CGI how and translate well yeah. for the modern right. viewer. Yeah. All right. So did you, did you enjoy it? Is it one of your favorites? Is it, <laughs> is it in the middle somewhere? I mean, um, that's a classic well, movie. Well, one of my favorite, what, movies in general of yeah. all time? Yeah. Like, Love you come along stories? Like, wow, thank you, Joe. Thank you for forcing me to watch a movie. No, or, I am. Thank you. you. And I'm open now to other recommendations. <laughs> wow. Happy to do like a old movie review. Uh, Ooh, but old. That's an old one. Well, yeah. So now, now, oh, now's oh, when oh, me man. and John and James know we're old. See, this is the problem. I mean, when Ghost is old, <laughs> we have become old. When, when did Ghost Devin, come? Devin, let me just say in the words of one of the Tanner girls, and I forget which one. Stephanie. How rude. Okay, I watched Full House. So okay, I mean, how well. rude. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, well done, well done. All right, let's go to Gary in Vineland, New Jersey. Hi, Gary. Hey, how you doing? What's Great. Up? What's up, buddy? So I, I just don't understand how they snub Hassan Reddick. I mean, w- w- what do you got to do? You, okay, I'll answer your question. You ready? And it's a shame, but I'm going to answer it this way. You need to have more pub earlier in the year about you. Yeah. That's That's the answer. Like, you need to actually – have people on ESPN think and know you're great in September and October and talk about you. And then if you do, maybe come December and January, it'll actually be on people's mind to vote for you. And maybe you need to play in the wild card round too. So you have another playoff 
uh, showing. I think where the voting ends at the regular sets. season. No, it's regular season. Yeah, John. it ends yeah. after oh, the regular really? season. <laughs> but yeah. he, he had yes. a pretty slow start to his regular season. It wasn't as good as he came down yeah. the stretch. That is true. Yes. But, I mean, Micah Parsons, he, the Eagles put him out of the game. He, did, he was irrelevant. Listen, I know. But, here's the, Gary, here's the thing. And, listen, Micah Parsons is a great player. There's no disputing that. I bet you if you took ESPN – and, and rewound the tape from, let's say, training camp, August through Christmas, four or five months, whatever that is. I bet you Micah Parsons' name was said on ESPN ten times more than ten? Hassan Reddick's name. I was thinking like a hundred. I'd say a hundred like yeah. times, man. Could be a hundred. And, and therein lies, not fair. Listen, I, Gary, you're talking to the guy that believes Doug Peterson did not win Coach of the Year in 2017 because he's not as good-looking as Sean McVay. Because when you watch those <laughs> NFL games, the camera loved to find McVay. He's a very good-looking guy. His team was playing good football. Let's be honest, Doug's not as good-looking. Camera doesn't find him as much. Voters that are viewing don't see Doug featured after the touchdown, Right. But the Rams score right. a touchdown, and there's McVay. He's got the number one up in the air. All right, guys, extra point. Get out there. And then the voters are like, wow, McVay, he's a winner. Even though McVay had two less wins, got his ass kicked in Los Angeles by Doug's team with a backup quarterback after the Carson injury, and the Eagles didn't even have to try week 18, week 17, because they could sit all their players. So are you saying Micah Parsons is better looking than Hassan right. Reddick? <laughs> I don't know about that. I, didn't, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> The camera loves to find Nick Sirianni yeah. yelling things at the refs on the sidelines. Yeah, so. but in a but he's not praised by the announcers. I he's, think that hurts him. No, yes. I, like I, ma- do, I yeah. think that hurts yes. him. Whereas McVay sure. was always just like good looking McVay. Yeah, calm and cool and collected. Cool guy. And 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 Sirianni's, you know, strange Quirky dude. <laughs> it's South Philly guy. It's like, no, they let looking? a guy from the stands. Are you saying Sorry. Sirianni's bad Sirianni's looking, Joe? I, I know he's several average. women who I think, think he's a good looking guy. who think Sirianni is good looking. Yeah. But I, I, oh, you're fans. saying he's average? All right, I'm going to tell you someone That's a slap I'm going to tell you a good looking guy. Face. Good looking guy in a moment. Gary, give me an answer. Best thing with a number and a title. How about the album that revolutionized a new genre of music, 10? 10. You got it, Gary. You got it, man. Sirianni's got great eyes. Ten's also the Bo Derek movie, just for what it's worth. It sure is. I noticed that Devin said, I have friends who think he's attractive. Oh, boy. I I think he's attractive. (laughs) Guys. I cover sports. I can't say stuff like that. <laughs> right, that just... John's the one that just said he has great eyes. Okay, he does. We're right. happy to say so they're attractive. So I got no so problem with that. Let me tell you who is a good-looking man. And I was in his presence the other day. Mm-hmm. And first off, he's got unbelievable hair. And he recently was named, I believe, the second best-looking manager in baseball. It's true. I saw Rob Thompson in person. Topper, guys, because normally you see him with the baseball cap on. Like you just see the, you know, the Phillies cap. He's in the uniform. He is a good-looking man. About that. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Now, but when he, wait, he had you a couldn't believe it. Where he, because he I'm used to seeing his hair. Him. Yeah, the eh, hair. I don't watch it. I listen to that stuff, but I, I sometimes I listen to that when I'm driving around. But it was jarring because I, I always saw him with the hat on. Right. And then I didn't realize he has like a full head of he does. hair. He's yeah. got a, and, and he doesn't so look. His hair makes him considerably more attractive to you. Yeah, and he doesn't look as old as I would have thought. So you're a big. Because he was hair like about, guy. he was about to retire, guy. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm not retiring. He's got phones. Wow. I need to see him without John, a baseball you, hat. You do. You yeah. need to see Rob Thompson without a baseball hat. Check it out. Let's talk to Kyle in Northeast Philadelphia. Holy smokes. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's up, Hi, How's Kyle? everybody? Great. Um, I really want to talk about just this, this game in general. I don't understand how the Eagles, they get 
They get no props by anybody. All you hear about is San Fran, their number one defense, and they're so good. I think I read something that they had, like, 15 less yards given up than the Eagles, but you don't hear nothing about the Eagles. Like, yeah. it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? It just it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, yeah. like, we get no, no props. Like, they always have the argument, like, Jalen Hurts, he didn't play enough games, so he can't win the MVP. But they put Brock Purdy in for offensive player or offensive rookie of the year. He played, like, five games. Like, I don't, like, I understand the, the kid played good and what he did, but Interesting. how do you win offensive rookie of the year when you play, like, five or six games? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. Well, he did have a significant role in them. I mean, he had a great roster around him, but I get your point. It's sort of like the Embiid thing when Embiid was not – it's the opposite of Embiid. Embiid, Well, Embiid was a finalist for Rookie of the Year. I think he'd played 31 games, but he didn't win it. I think Brogdon won it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, By the way, not not that Purdy was as good in his five games as Embiid was in his 31. I mean, Embiid was the only guy the Sixers had out there. Purdy had this incredible roster around him. Right. I, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, all, all you hear about is how good the 49ers are. Like, this Eagles team, to me, they're, they're yeah. one of the best football teams I've seen in, 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 a, in quite a while. Like, Look, I think, they, it, they I think it's – But we just don't get the props. Could be the best Eagles team ever. Kyle, give me an answer. Yeah. Number, number and a title. Um, I'm going to go with something. It's a song and a movie, 8 Miles. 8 Miles, good answer, yeah, man. Great answer. No, hold on. So which is it? I mean, is it the song? It's not a song. It's the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not the he song. Just, he was just wrong. The yeah. song is Lose Yourself. Correct, correct, correct. My, my fault. I got confused. Um, he got confused, really. He said it's Well, a song he confused movie. me. Yeah, I got confused right there. It's his fault more than you. It is. Well, thank you, James. I appreciate it. John, we haven't talked much about the Embiid MVP thing. I mean, it's the last two years. But Richie just glared at me. For I know. <laughs> Let me off the hook. Let me off the hook. That was the most absurd exchange. He literally just glared at me. Devin, he, he, he's, like, he's like an animal with meat. If he sees meat and the meat is me, yeah. he wants it devoured. He, he, he thinks it's an affront to the show <laughs> if I am not stomped on. All right, John, um, this will be more into March and April, but I will say as we sit here now, it does feel like it's setting up for another year where Embiid will not win MVP. Well, he better get back on the court. I know. For sure. I mean, two years ago proved that because he was 10 less games than Jokic, and that one was more understandable. Mm-hmm. Last year was the year he definitively should have won it. It's just, I, I don't know, man. I it's, felt that way, too. I thought it was really clear-cut last year. And uh, you know what's nuts? Can I just it's, say the most? That Jokic is going to win it again. No. Stats. <laughs> advanced gonna... stats with, with Jokic and the, and the passing. People always talk about the passing. Joel is an incredible basketball mind. You can see that I on agree. the court. You can see the way he's seeing all those passes. Yep. He's making a lot of those passes, and he doesn't get that credit. By the way, he was right. I, want, I agree with you, John. I want to circle back. There was something that went on about a week ago, and I just want to quickly highlight this. Uh, he gets criticized from time to time, some of the some of the all-time greats in the centers, you know, Shaq and others. Hakeem took a bite out of him recently. Hakeem – and I thought this was unfair. Hakeem said um, – He's basically ripping Embiid for not getting down low enough. He says, uh, I want to get to the right quote. He says, uh, well, this is from a story. This is from a story. It says, the biggest reason someone like Olajuwon loves Jokic is that Jokic does it all. Not with overwhelming athleticism and strength like Giannis, but with uh, craft and timing. With uh, counters for counters. Here's an Akeem quote. He says, he's playing the game. And and you think he's not serious, but he's so effective. Olajuwon marvels about Jokic. He doesn't look strong. but And this is all true. It's all true. But then Olajuwon says, he rounds it out by saying he's the one, meaning he's the great center one, right? He, he's the one. Hmm. Um, 
And and part of Hakeem, part, I don't have it all here, but he was basically saying the old get get in the paint, get your butt in the paint, you know. Here's what guys like Hakeem don't realize. The three-pointer wasn't valued back when Hakeem played the way it is now. If, if, if Joel Embiid just ran into the post every play, which he could do, he could, you, you wouldn't have the movement that cre- and the screens, the screens out front that create open three-pointers and create, you know, let's shoot 53-pointers a game. So I just think it's blatantly unfair that these guys assign old-school style and old-school math, actually, like twos and twos and twos, where a whole generation has come along and realized, hey, I can shoot a lesser percentage, but if I make threes more than twos, I can win the game. And Joel has to be outside to set screens and be a threat outside. It just And by the way, Joel spoke to this. He said, this was his quote, he said, it's funny when these old guys always want you, always talk about posting up. You need to step up and – hold on, I'm butchering this. Joel said, it's funny when you've got these old guys always talking about posting up. You need to spend time in the pain and all that stuff. You can't win that way anymore. It's not the freaking 90s or 80s like it used to be. So they must not have any basketball IQ. I mean, it is funny. Joel Embiid has put up more than 30 points in every game he's played in this year so far. Like, that's crazy. This calendar year, you mean? This calendar year, yeah, yeah, 2023. Yeah. That's still insane. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter how he's scoring it. I, I agree with him. I it's just fun. think it's unfair. I, anyway, 215-592-9494. All right, uh, time's yours is next. More calls as well. Joe Cameron, John Rich on WIP. It's pro football playoff time, the best time of the year, plus, plus pro and college hoops, hockey, and so much more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet player performances too, like touchdowns, rush yardage, pass yardage. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Check out our birds on Sunday. Two-and-a-half-point favorites hosting San Francisco. Great defense is facing off. The over-under 46 points in the later game. Kansas City's a one-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Cincinnati. Over-under 46-and-a-half points. I believe Cincinnati will win that. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. All right, time's yours. Show to Cameron John Rich, and time's yours brought to us by Bud Light. Join Ava Graham at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia Friday night for a special Eagles pep rally. Also, and how about this? In there, you can win tickets to this weekend's championship game at the link. That's wild. By the way, can I just say the craziest thing about today's show? Before time's yours. Ben Simmons is going to play the Sixers in five hours, and no one really cares. No one really I, cares. I, I care. We I are. Care. No, okay. Preoccupied more. How, how much do you care, though, John? If I you, care less than I wish I should. Yeah. You know, like, if this were a year ago, it would right. be different. The next time it, he's it here, it's going to it's gonna be routine. Degree. Third time it'll, it'll be routine. I don't know if it'll ever be routine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hit it. By the way, for tomorrow's time's yours, Obviously, tonight, while watching the Sixers game, please call and give us your reaction to the Ben Simmons thing. All right, let's hit it with Tom's yours. Let me just take a second and say the obvious that everybody knows. The NFC Championship game is in Philadelphia this weekend. Game the f*** on! <laughs> time's yours! Time's mine! Time's all of ours! E-A-G-L-E-S! Eagles! There you go. 
That's part of that preoccupied thing. That guy's not thinking about Ben Simmons as much. Hey, what's up, fellas? I'm not sure if you guys heard the stat or not, but Purdy in the game against Seattle had nine plays that could have been potential turnovers. Nine plays. I haven't heard the numbers in the Dallas game, but uh, that's going to come back and bite him. I'm saying three or more turnovers this weekend. And, uh, Let's go, boys! Love it. Nine. Well, nine, nine seems potential a little... turnovers. I I saw the game. I, I the first I half, it felt like he had nine. like five or six in the first half. There were even a bunch. the first couple drives, it felt like there were a ton. Nine he feels... settled in. Look, but... guys, I told you, I didn't think he played good. I was very clear about that. Sunday afternoon, I can hear the link already. It's like a NHL playoff game where they chant the goalie's name, except it's going to be the quarterback. Purdy throws one to two picks mid second quarter. Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. Super Bowl, here we come. Go Birds. You know, those chants are brutal when they happen. You know who used to get that? A Philadelphia athlete at his expense? Hexy. Big time. When Ron Hextall was the Flyers goalie, man, teams in the in the division on the road would just crush him with the Hexy chant. If Chris Sims had a brain, he'd be an idiot. He was a subpar quarterback. His father was a mediocre quarterback. And they're both terrible analysts. The difference between Phil and Chris Sims in a bag of garbage is the bag. And Danny <laughs> Penny's couldn't carry Jalen Hurts' jock strap. Holy mackerel. All right, well. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, I don't think he's far off. Like, Chris Sims is the worst. Oh, man. And with that, that but his dad's pretty good. Yeah, no, his, right. his dad got He's a bad, he's a bad I really game like caller, Sims, but otherwise he's fine. Yeah, and he was a good quarterback. He wasn't a bad quarterback. He wasn't exceptional, but he was a very solid quarterback. A Super Bowl winner, man. Yeah, but but largely carried by defense. Yeah. Largely. Though not in that game. Though in not in that yeah. game. 22 for 25, and with that, we shut it down. The time's yours line. Leave Joe and John a message of your thoughts, compliments, and complaints. Call 215-238-4500.